and we're back. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Haribu, everybody. Welcome back to the amazing, the wonderful, the much-loved, much-anticipated logging on episode Kumi Natano. That's episode 15, by the way. The amount of quid that we like to debate about. So uh, we'll need an extra good 15 quid today. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today, Alex? I think uh, it's Action Day number three. Yeah, we're just generally uh, wrapping up the last little bits we did in the village and then debrief and the flight home. Basically, the final chapter. Yeah. Except for, we'll do another one uh, about being back at home and like adjusting, readjusting to that. As well as the uh, spoilers, I didn't really feel it that much. But anyway, uh, we'll also throw in uh, action at home because that is a fairly important part of the rally experience. Yes, it but is. But back, back to today. As Joe uh, said before, uh, the third and final action day. That was our probably the last piece of planning we did in the village. Yes, final piece of planning we did. Uh, it was after after they all got their grants, as we said in the last mm-hmm. episode, and we wanted to do a final sort of last hurrah um, action day. Uh, a uh. A rally-sanctioned last hurrah. <laughs> well, you know what the villagers called these action days? No. They called them rally parties. Ah. Because it was like a party to them, because there was dancing and activities and all sorts of fun. Um, and mm. it was by rally, so it was a rally party. Well, I don't know what they called it in Swahili, but uh, to, to me they were saying like, Oh, uh, are you... Something about the uh, rally party. Uh. <laughs> I was like, ah, the rally party. Ah, you're looking forward to that. That's good. Um, we sort of got together um, and decided on what we were going to include in this final action day. Hmm. The only thing I remember is an omittance of something that people, for some reason, decided to not include. I think based on the previous action day and from talking about it now, the only thing I could really remember was the football match. So I was keen to go out in a bang and have another one of those. But no one else was really that keen, or at least none of the UKs were. I think it was mostly because the the women were not allowed to play the football matches and instead they got... Um, they got a, what was it, netball, which they didn't particularly enjoy. So they were, uh, why should we play football when it only includes the men? Uh, which yeah. is a fair point, but I really wanted to play football. <laughs> I do feel bad now saying that, but that does make sense. Mm. It does, but uh, 
I, I don't know if you remember this, but this was a point where I became very negative, very Alex-like, if you, if you like. Like, because they were sort of talking about the activities they were going to do. They said, like, tug-of-war, limbo, and then, <laughs> and then I just sort of whispered to you. I went, that shit. <laughs> you remember this story now? I do, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel I laughed, and then Gabby was like, what did you say, Joe? No, well, no what, it, what it was was you were just like, uh... You were just sort of trying to sort of distance from that. And I, I took that as like, you hadn't heard what I said. So I, I decided to say it louder so that you could hear. Uh. Um, and I, wa I was aiming to get it loud enough so you could hear, but no one else could. But that, okay. that didn't go too well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, every... Uh, like the UK volunteers in particular were quite offended by this and I felt horrible after that because what you don't know is that the day before I had gone to the uh, the economist and I'd uh, given him uh, 50,000 Tanzanian shillings and I'd asked him for one moment could I uh, switch bodies with Joe <laughs> And for some reason, I remember that as my memory. Yeah. Well, you didn't switch bodies with me. You just, uh, you stayed in there, but in the background. <laughs> you went into autopilot as I took over. Okay. No, I completely forgot about that. But yes, now I remember. Yeah. That but was... I felt awful. Like, everyone was very <laughs> up at me. I mean, oh. I don't blame them at all. I, I can see why. It was very unlike me to just be like, uh, I mean, I hope that's unlike me, but <laughs> mm -hmm. but I, I, I'm I pretty sure I, I like apologise the next day <laughs> awkwardly because I didn't want to talk about it, but I was like, uh, sorry about my comment yesterday. It, uh, was, it was, I couldn't even explain why I said it. I don't even know about why I said it, because I wanted to play football, and I, I, you know, I think it's probably because I really hate Limbo, because I can't do it. You're um, no Hermes from Futurama. I'm no, <laughs> I'm no Hermes from Futurama, no. I was just bitter about not being good at Limbo, so I said, ah, that all sounds shit. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh... The action day was quite it a good It went day. ahead? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did I, a bit of cooking, didn't we? That's the one bit I remember of this final uh, action day. And it's uh, Alan, our friend, who's unfortunately, he was going to be in this episode, but we sent him out a phone, we can uh, spoil that now, so that he could, uh, like, you know, uh, video chat with us so that we could record it for the podcast. But it didn't quite get there in time. So Alan shared a video the other day, which I saw myself in. Peeing yes, is carrots it the one where we yeah, I saw that as well. And that's the the only thing I remember of that action day. We were all sat around. Uh, there was like a little house just a bit further along from the schoolhouse, in between it and the big tree in the centre of the uh, playing field. And yeah, uh, there was a house there, and we sat outside of it and cooked like a big meal for... Was it for everyone? It was loads of people, 
but it was like yeah it was it was like a sort of yeah i don't remember but i think everyone got a little a little plate or a lot of people yeah. did maybe just like the entrepreneurs and us and yeah but i think everybody was welcome yeah there was no turning away of people because it was at this point that one of the well one of the second uh jackfruit that i oh yeah the jackfruit that we took from the wild um <laughs> that was like served up and uh eaten as i said before i didn't actually like jackfruit so i didn't have any but it was at this <laughs> you point were the that... One that stole it yeah <laughs> thieves never prosper food was all very good we also had drinks it's all coming back to me now did we, we served have soft it. Drinks? Yeah, 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 yeah. We served it from the schoolhouse because I was giving out the drinks. I was like, "What do you want?" And then I'd go back in and uh, grab one and come back. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I kind of remember this, but for some reason, I feel like it was a different day to like the main action day. It probably wasn't, but I just got kind of separated memories. Hmm. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed the meal. Can't really remember what it was. It was quite a lot of different things. So like rice, there was a stew and stuff. Yeah, it was like a bit of everything, bit of rice, bit of beans, bit of those really nice peas, I think. Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Bit of ketchup and barley, uh, the salad they they would give us with the tomatoes and onions. Um, and you forgot the main ingredient, salt. <laughs> salt. Lots of, yes. Was there a pilau? Sort of rice with a bit of potato and stuff. I feel like yeah. that was um, just a selection of uh, everything. A lot of fruit mm. as well. But yeah, it was all really great, and yeah, loads of people all involved. Really nice. Yeah. I can't remember any of the activities, but I do remember that. I, I think, remember yeah. there was tug of war, and I remember there was limbo. But I don't remember okay. them happening. I just remember okay. the dancing. Was that once again with the big speaker system, or was it just someone's phone this time? Uh, there was an issue with them, wasn't there? Um, the I thought that was at the second one oh, because was we it? paid them a certain amount the first time, and then when they came the second time, they wanted more, and they kind of—I I don't really remember. I'm not sure if it reared its head again the third time round. Okay. Well. We got we got some kind of music anyway. I think it probably was the big sound system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was lots of dancing. I got lifted up in the air by loads of the villagers. That was, Did you? That's one of my, the greatest, one of the greatest single moments of my life. I just felt so happy right then. <laughs> Crowd surfing. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was like, wow, they actually like me. I'm so... Wow, I love this. Yeah, that was really nice. Then um, there was lots of dancing. Yeah, which went on to probably like 8, 9 o'clock. It was completely dark by the time that was actually packing up. So, so a thing about the dancing, I think I've mentioned already, there's a lot of twerking and a lot of like women twerking behind, in front of men. <laughs> who sort of... Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I may have got involved in some of that and you were twerking in front of men as well (laughs) no 
I, I, I couldn't think of a witty reply to that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like my homestay sisters were saw me doing that, and they 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 like weren't impressed. Um, no. No, and that was that that kind of upset me. It was like a downer straight after that high point of being lifted up in the air, and it was like. Uh. Oh. I don't want to leave things like this. It's like the last day, and they they're disappointed in me. But um, yeah, we I think we made amends eventually. That's good. And I realised like, don't do that kind of dancing because it's not cool, even if you feel cool while you're doing it. <laughs> I think the same night was the night that a friend of mine uh bought some brewskis. Brewskis. A friend. Some beers. A friend of yours. Yeah, they'll uh, rename. They'll uh, they'll remain they'll rename, nameless. <laughs> they'll rename <laughs> mainless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I partook. Uh, quite I a lot of people, not, and by that I did not I mean knowingly partake. Nah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think that was pretty nice end of rally having a, a couple of beers from Sufiani's despite it being against uh, rally policy you know I, we I later... don't I, at that point especially I didn't see any need for alcohol you can just be sort of drunk on the good spirit of everything right? Is well that, you can do but... is that too soppy or uh, like you should never rely on it but Oh yeah. I think it's it takes the edge off things and I think it, it allows you to be a bit, you know I don't know. There's a reason people drink it. Yeah, yeah. If all beer was made non alcoholic, I think you'd see sales dive bomb. <laughs> but yeah. Moving on, after the action day, that was pretty much it. There were a few days left, we just had to sort of chill with our host families and stuff. Mm. Um how many days would you say it's like three or four? About that, about three nights, perhaps. Uh, because there was a trip that neither of us went on where they bought the supplies. Mentioned this very briefly in the previous episode, and we'll similarly keep it brief this time. But uh, people weren't given like a blank check. They were in your pitch. You said what you'd spend the uh, the grant on, and so yeah. Uh, who did we say it was? It was Kate and Jill went to Turiani. Yeah, this. Oh yeah, this was after the after the pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. they did. So they... got a bunch of stuff. I know that Lydia, my homestay mama, she got some uh, hairdressing equipment. So one of those, I don't know what you call it, like a wash basin type thing that you put your hair back into, and it's like a a dome thing that goes around your hair. She um, bought one of those. Another thing they, they got was uh, a wheelchair. There was a person in the village who used a wheelchair. There I was a person remember. who was uh, disabled, um, but due to his situation where he lived, he didn't have a wheelchair. He would just be carried around by his friends. Um, yeah, yeah. Was he an entrepreneur? He was. I, I don't think he got the grant in the end. But um, I think unfortunately his group didn't get through to the final ten. Unfortunately. But yeah, we... it, 
we we sort of put a bit of money together, I think. Yeah. I think you put. I think money it was mainly Jill. On, you put money on my behalf because I didn't have any with me. I think I might have had to do that twice because I remember paying Jill back <laughs> when I was back in the UK. I sent her money via PayPal or something later on, so I think she had enough cash to like cover. I guess the two of us then. But yeah, oh, really? put together. I can't remember how much it was. Like maybe, maybe a hundred quid or something. And yeah, they bought a wheelchair while they were doing the shopping for all the entrepreneurs. And that was nice. It was nice to see him like sitting in it. Uh, yeah, they a took bit more a, autonomy. They took um, more photographs than was necessary. Oh, okay. Uh, but but still, it was it was nice. Yeah, it's good to help someone out. Yeah, and I, I, I hope he's still using it, you know. Definitely. That was about the end of it. I remember one of the final things was there was a jackfruit tree. Not the one that I'd stolen from, but one slightly closer. And I went and I uh, carved my name into it. Oh, did so, uh, you? If you go to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you go to Quadoli... And you walk out towards, well, past the Wi-Fi tree, and you go past uh, a jackfruit tree. Have a look on some of the uh, branches. You might see my name. I think I uh, carved your name in as well. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Just uh, a thing that I want to be able to go back and see it. Like, you know how trees, like, grow back? Yeah. It'd be a cool thing to see. Yeah. But, uh, I vaguely yeah. remember that. I think I dragged you off. You wanted to do something else, but I'm like, come on, let's go for a walk somewhere. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. Do you have anything to say about the departure, the day that we actually left, or the night before, even? Because there was an emotional time. Yeah, like, that's all I kind of remember about it. I don't remember anything in peculiar. It's quite sad seeing uh, Lydia. I'd, uh, seeing her off for the last time. Uh, I remember going around trying to get lots of photos of everybody so that, you know, you've got oh, yeah. those for and memories. What was his name? Uh, was it Rashidi, the uh, entrepreneur who did photography? But he, yeah. was, he was taking photos for everyone in, mm. on, in the village, like, and then he'd get them processed for them. Mm. So, yeah, I still have the uh, cartridge with your photos on that I need to... <laughs> Send off to get processed. Maybe maybe uh, today will be the day. I annoyingly but lost all my photos. This is why you need to get like old school tech. It's more reliable. In many ways, I, it, uh, I guess it is. But yeah, uh, we had to leave fairly early, kind of like 9, 10-ish. We were out of Quadoli. So yeah, it was quite sad. <laughs> Packing up onto the minibus just outside the school. And then, yeah, we were off. Yeah. Well, I, I remember the night before, I, part of me wanted to stay up all night just to get as much time in the mm. village as possible before having to set sail. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a difficult time. Um, I mean, difficult as in emotional, like, knowing that you're never going to see these people again after that night and having built that connection over like three months it is it is kind of hard to say goodbye and um, mm. i i think i i gave 
I gave away some trainers and my rally t-shirt. Ah. Uh, a sort of like, <laughs> and collectively that was the best thing I did during the whole time. Ah. Uh. No, I, I, but uh. Yeah. And in the morning, uh, that was quite intense because like, they were getting everything ready to go, but. We were still saying goodbye to people, and I had to be dragged into the bus. I think I I, I actually didn't want to go. I mean, I I said I wanted to go home. <coughs> A lot of points throughout the trip, but it kind of like went complete reverse during those last few days. Uh, especially in the morning of the day that we went, I just, I don't know, I, I would have liked to say just like even five more minutes just to get a few more goodbyes in, but um, I think what they do is like, because they find goodbyes very emotional, a lot of the people in the village, there were, there were people crying and stuff. Um, mm. And I, in a way that it was kind of nice to see that they were um, that touched by us being there, that they were so emotional about us leaving. Um, but that at the same time it was hard and they, they didn't want to see us as we were leaving because it was so hard for them. Which made it even more of a difficult transition but uh everyone would sort of turn away from you as you're as you're leaving because they don't like goodbyes mm. um but yeah i think gabby dragged me onto the bus and she 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 was finding it hard to leave as well she was like come on joe come on i know it's hard you gotta go. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was one of those things we got on the bus and then headed off. And I, I do remember thinking, like, most of the people on this bus will probably never come back to Quidoli. I mean, Erin's gone back since and stuff, so that's not true for everyone but yeah I do remember thinking this might be the last time I ever come to Cordoli and see these people so as I was driving out yeah I was pretty quiet and then I just put some music in and like had to think to myself but yeah when you spend so long in a place and you're so involved with the community yeah. you're not staying in some hotel oh yeah yeah and and going off at night you're not in an air-conditioned suite, you're living with these people. It's, uh, yeah, very hard to disattach yourself from that. So, yeah. Uh, and it was almost like the whole village sort of waved us off as we went down the road. We would see people from their homes. I think some of the people maybe formed a bit of a crowd around the school to wave us off <coughs> yeah especially the uh home home families i always want to say homestay but that's more like 
That's what Wild West times. To. Was it? Yeah, what you okay. were, what you were, what you kept confusing it with was Homestead. Okay. That's the the Western thing. Right. So yeah, heading off. It was the well, not really familiar, but we'd done this journey. One, two, three, fourth time we'd done this journey, so a bit more familiar. Back to uh, Tiriani, then onto the slightly more main roads and through to <laughs> Morogoro. We met Echo 2 at, at one point. Ah. Uh, um, Come on, name names. Who's in Echo 2? Louie. Okay. Is it Natalie, I think? Yeah. Uh, Jojo. Uh, yeah. Where did we meet them? I know we stopped off at a service station and we stopped off at another bit uh, where people just like by the side of the road for some reason. can't remember. I found uh, a blob of uh, amber which had an insect inside. I was like, holy shit, this is like uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Did we stop off at Morogoro again? Um, I feel we must have because I got another watermelon. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. That will come uh, back later. Probably, probably did. Yeah. I don't really remember this market visit so much, but uh, must have happened, and I must have bought a. Well, it's not that remember re memorable or that interesting, really. But it was just good to see another group again at the end sort of swapping stories and and such mm -hmm. but we uh drove off to the edge of town i believe it was actually very close to Annabilis. i remember when we were at Annabilis, uh gabby had talked about how she had flown out to tanzania before us volunteers had and they were staying at this place I think it was another slightly religious place, but she had gone on about how it had a basketball court. And so, yeah, when we arrived at this place, out in the, uh, out in one corner of the fairly large site, there was a kind of tarmac uh, basketball court. Ah, so was that, was, was it the place with the basketball court that we stayed in? Because I know a lot of people were hoping for that. Yeah. Don't you remember the basketball oh, at do. all? I do, I do remember it now. It was like painted blue. I, it wasn't tarmac, it was that like rubbery type stuff, but yeah. I didn't play. I know that you you probably did at, at some point. Yeah, so this was debrief. I'm going to hand this over to you because my memories are very foggy of this. What do you remember about it? Um. So I remember we arrived and we would sort of it was sort of like Caro was there to welcome us and be like, congratulations, well done. Uh, oh. And there were a few activities of the Energizer variety. Uh, oh. And do you know what we forgot to mention throughout this podcast? I don't. The, the film. We, film. We spoke about the phase review film, but we didn't speak about the film we made in the village. Okay. Uh... Okay, uh, edit point here, put this bit back, I'll, uh, I'll find a place to slot it in. Talk about the film now. <laughs> uh, oh, we could just have it here, it doesn't really matter. But we had to make a, we had to make a film, we were commissioned to make 
a film in phase review, uh, which we would make in the village and then show to everyone at debrief. And our subject topic, topic yeah. was village life. And ours was a little bit different. We had to make a separate video for the TC volunteers, what it's like in the village for them, and UK volunteers, what it's like for us. Uh, and I'm personally not a fan of this idea because it separated us out and, and it yeah. just made it more confusing. Uh, and the sh the what Joe really means to say is uh, he couldn't pass it over to the TZs. I, I, I directed uh, the video with them, but all the footage was unfortunately lost, and I, I ended up putting together just a, a little thing with uh, with the some of the clips. Some of the just random videos and pictures we took along the way. It was actually quite nice, but compared to some of the other films, it wasn't. Uh, it uh, wasn't like that good. <laughs> so we had been given this at phase review, and we had clear deadlines. By like a certain date, we had to have sent off our storyboarding. By a later date, we had to send off like a further developed storyboard and the early thing. Then we had to send off like a rough cut. And then finally, I'm not sure if we had to send. I think it was actually Caro visited the village briefly and we handed her over like a USB drive with it on. But uh, the okay. finished product. I'm, I'm sure we had a lot of trouble with this, this film because we had to, we were standing at the Wi-Fi for ages holding up a little, some kind of aerial trying to get trying to get service while yeah, downloading, I think it was like, downloading some uh, editing Yeah, software. it was like, yeah, because we needed some editing software because the one on the computer didn't work with whatever file your phone filmed in. Yeah. And oh God, my that phone... So, that was so annoying. Yeah, my I phone, like, like, the wire didn't connect it, so so yeah, yeah we had to get some free software... So then go to the Wi-Fi tree. I spent put way too much effort into trying to make a little video. <laughs> yeah, so this is the I one that. that uh, at the time. Yeah, this is the one. We were we... editing it in Gabby's room because she had reliable power, so we could charge the laptop. I remember that. Yeah. And we spent quite a bit of it playing Bubble <laughs> Witch, a pre-installed game on the uh, on the computer. Either I've edited this out, and this is back in the previous section, or we've talked about it. So yes, uh, the video that we mentioned earlier, uh, when did that play in at phase review? Uh, so I, I think I hadn't quite finished editing yet, and uh, I think it was at this point when I realised we didn't have enough... enough uh, we didn't have the footage of the TZ video, um, and they were they okay. were they were upset about this. Um, uh, the TZs were or the TZs Caro and our cronies. Because oh, okay, they they they, they like, enjoyed putting the film together and uh, and yeah, I think we we did a good job, but um, all the footage we made was lost. 
and uh, I I ended up putting together just a few random videos we had taken on our phones collectively um, oh. together, and it was a nice it was a nice little sentimental thing, but it wasn't really to do with like village life. It was just like a little personal montage of stuff, and oh. they they didn't. They didn't really like it. They uh, they they preferred the the original, but um, it was the best I could do, given what we had. Uh, <laughs> and then we um, presented these. This I have completely forgotten. Yeah, we watched everyone else's, and we watched we presented ours. So when were these uh, projects shown? Was it first day, second day, third day? Second, I think probably something like that. Maybe yeah. It wasn't like the last day, but um, ah. it was one of the activities that we did. Uh, another being, um, what was what was it called? Well, it was like a little Easter egg hunt, a little human Easter egg hunt. Uh, okay, uh, this sounds vaguely familiar to me as well. You I vaguely remember enjoying this. As much as I hated all the stuff of this debrief, I thought this was kind of fun. It's like you had to find something and then take it to Filippo and then he took it off. So Yes, as a group you had to find like something that's orange and take it back. And then you had to find that can make Filippo laugh. Yeah. Mm. And I, I did my little raised eyebrow thing. It seemed to work. Okay. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Alan and Godfrey wanted to make me speak Zagua, which was the native language of uh, Quadoli. And I thought, that's not funny. Why, why will that make him laugh? So then we went up to him and I just started saying, Koganafihi. Uh, he was like, what? And I just did the eyebrow thing and then, ah, no, that worked. Turns out physical comedy transcends all barriers. It does. <laughs> so language barriers included. Anything else you can remember? Yes, I remember getting um getting our money back. I just remember. Good thing you didn't waste spending that in the uh, village, <laughs> saving up nice and nice and safe. Uh... I remember handing it all, handing out everything I owed everyone, and that that uh. I, I, I that was I felt good because it was like. Ugh. I'm finally free. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had so far. I I think at this point I was in in legal control of your soul, <laughs> but uh, you got that back eventually. So yes. I remember. Well, as soon as I got there, I had my big watermelon. Louis, as well as uh, Reese, Tom, and Charlie were all sitting around talking. So I went over and joined them. They appointed me a uh, leader of the uh, Grumpy Bastards <laughs> Club. You are the grumpiest of all bastards, aren't you? Joe? Who was the one who shared all the uh, the watermelon? But, yeah. Uh, I don't remember, but it was a grumpy old bastard. Didn't see you sharing anything, Joe. <laughs> I don't but, remember uh, having anything to share. Always with the excuses. But, uh, it's what yeah. I do best. <laughs> I remember, well, I remember not remembering much about uh, uh, debrief. There was this basketball court. Henry, our six foot seven friend, I think he's actually only like six foot three, 
but uh, he had brought a basketball with him. Obviously, there probably wasn't that many places you could properly like bounce it without it just like hitting a rock and then pinging off and rolling along the floor. So uh, this place with the basketball court, perfect place to use it. So that was where I spent most of my days, just uh, relaxing, you know. In the playground where you spent most of your days. He picked up on the ref. Relaxing, relaxing, all cool. Shooting some meatball outside the school. At this but, point, uh, did a couple of guys who were out no good start making trouble in your neighbourhood? This one guy did come along, and he maybe wasn't up to no good, but he was very good at basketball. So oh. he challenged uh, Henry to one-on-one, and so Henry was, like, very tall. Well, you know, you yeah. definitely notice his height, unless you were surrounded by extremely tall people. But uh, this guy was, like, I don't know, five foot six, and proper, like, did in one. He was way better. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so that was fun. I got slightly better at shooting, going out there with uh, Charlie for most of the most of the days. Uh, I remember... There was one evening where everybody was on the uh, basketball court for some reason. They were all sitting around in like little circles. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I remember that. Because I think loads of people so were smoking. So. Yeah, I was like, get the hell off this. This is where I hang out. But, get no. out of my swamp. Yeah, get out of my court. And yeah, I remember Caro often coming around trying to get us to come back to whatever activities were going on. I thought there was something with the uh, videos that it never got shown or we tried showing at least one of ours and it didn't work, like the file was corrupted or something. But uh, like, you... like the Black Panther situation. Yeah, something like that. But you know, maybe I'm just confusing it with Black Panther or that kind of thing. Because I remember lots of the little videos we did when we were at uh, Yamo in mid-phase, but I remember zero of what we did in at the end phase. I don't... I we can't even remember. some videos. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I, I just remember, wasn't there or something. I remember yeah. the... Um, is it Echo 2? The one that Reese was in? Yeah. Uh, and they, they had the sort of... Uh, you know the MGM lion thing? That's the thing. That was in mid-phase. Was it? That was their mid-phase review one, yeah. No, 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 no. That was the, that was the debrief one, I'm sure. No, it wasn't. That was mid-phase because when we were at mid-phase, you had to, like, clap or something for the one that you liked the most. And it was between our one, with uh, everyone trying to get the phone to talk to Caro, and that one. Maybe they recycled it and did it again for the end I'm phase, but I. At this point. <laughs> but uh, that definitely came about the first time in the uh, mid phase one. But yeah, <laughs> I remember also we did a really boring thing where us as a group had to all as like uh, an echo group had to stand in a circle and all say like one thing that we enjoyed, one oh, thing we no, didn't enjoy. Oh no! Don't 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 say anything bad about that. That was beautiful. Joe, everyone was saying stuff and I deliberately came up with something that was deliberately stupid and no one even noticed. That was how irrelevant that whole task was. What did you say? I just said the most generic, like, I really appreciated that we made memories and that I would never forget them. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, that was a joke. Oh, never mind. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all my memories of Phage Review. I remember having a shower and then noticing that there was a giant moth in the shower with me and being terrified. <laughs> and I remember talking to Tom right until like one o'clock in the morning and Caro coming out and telling us to go to sleep. I remember yeah. being scared for my life at the sight of a dog. Oh. Is this an interesting story? It's quite an interesting story. Sure, so, why not? It was it was night time and I didn't know my way around the place. So I just started wandering off and I think there was like one of the owner's houses and there was a dog tied to a tree and it was sort okay. of a, a big sort of vicious dog. looking dog barking uh. and it saw me and I got the idea that that if I started running that dog would run after me break the rope it's tied to and bite me or something so I was I was scared <laughs> okay I, I sort of backed away very slowly and then yeah <laughs> That's just a memory I had. I, I, okay. <laughs> something very scary for me. Even I though I'm having a memory of Charlie digging one of those little bugs at his feet. Oh, jiggers. Yeah. I just remembered that. But uh, yeah, is that everything you want to say about debrief? I think it is for me. Uh, oh, fruit ninja. Fruit ninja. Yeah, that's the other thing. What was that? I don't really remember it, unfortunately. You, we would, I think me, you, Charlie, Reese, uh, Henry, I think that was the, the gang. Oh. Uh, Tom, as well. Uh, we sort of gathered round. We would drop a, like a watermelon in front of someone who had a machete. Where did we get that from? I do not know. <laughs> Tom had it, he bought one somehow. <laughs> uh, I guess no one cares. Yeah, and then you had to slice the watermelon as it was being trapped. Just uh, like in Fruit Ninja. That was fun. I'm sure yeah. we did eat the watermelon. I think we'd started eating it, but it'd gone off. Oh, I did. It'd gone all fizzy or something, so it wasn't that good. So we're like, uh, who cares if we waste this? <laughs> Play Fruit Ninja. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, that was the end of rally kind of thing mm -hmm. uh at this point uh we had to get on a coach to go back to morogoro not morogoro we were in morogoro to go back to dar es salaam to get to the airport and that was the last time that we saw well the last time at least that i saw any of our tz counterparts yeah it was so i, mean... I think the tz counterparts they organized their own travel to get home yeah i think some of them would have got a bus or depending how far out they were but uh they traveled separately all of those yeah. uk people went straight to the airport the airport which was completely revamped since the last time we saw it yeah oh, that's very unlike you i thought you were going to talk more about saying goodbye i remember that being quite sad it, it was, was that yeah I, i've still got a picture the only picture i've still got that survived um, it's just me with Alan, Mary, Aziza, and Godfrey, and it's a it's a cute picture. I I like it. Oh. And it was very sad saying goodbye to them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 
on the on the bus. Uh, I think the they were playing like some Chinese movies for some reason, some like old Chinese action movies. But yeah, got to the airport. We went to the brand new terminal. So I think it was the first day it opened, which was kind of crazy. A lot of bumming around because we had about three hours until our flight. Got through to the final thing. And yeah, with my final Tanzanian shillings, because like they're not worth anything outside of Tanzania. I think I bought a, a beer and like a taco or something in the airport. Um, we sat there waiting for the plane. I Actually, bought... we ended up talking to some like Australian girl who was yeah just like traveling around. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but we, uh, I think I, I went to the shop at the last minute and bought my brother a Tanzania football team kit and I got my sister a shot glass because oh, yeah. it's sort of a tradition in our family to get my sister a shot glass. Even though uh, she... she's an alcoholic, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't get why people keep getting her shot glasses, but she's just got so many shot glasses in the cupboard. Nice. Yeah, um, but that nearly made me think I was gonna miss the plane, so I kind of rushed back in a panic. Uh, couldn't get through straight away. I think something was wrong with my visa but then it got sorted out quickly and then I got through and then it was okay. Then we went to Dubai uh, or? Dubai and I believe you have a story about Dubai So uh, when we'd gone through Dubai the first place I, I hadn't travelled internationally for a couple of years at this point or I'd only ever travelled like within the EU so things are a bit different but you needed your passport after you got off the plane just to get into the regular kind of terminal. So I didn't want to like be that dude holding everybody out, up. So I'd like taken my passport out of my bag and it was in like my pocket or whatever. But as I was sitting on the plane to Dubai, it, I must have wriggled around a bit. It fell out. And so, yeah, walked up to this terminal, patting myself down. Where the hell is my passport? It was gone. I couldn't find it anywhere. They let me through for some reason, but then I had to instantly go to uh, like lost property and sat there in a massive rush, uh, massive panic, sorry, trying to get my passport because we had like maybe an hour and a half or something. So it wasn't crazy rush, but yeah, not too much time. And if like I didn't have my passport, miss my flight, I have to pay for that myself. Plus I have to pay for like a hotel and get like an emergency passport or something from the embassy in Dubai. So yeah, that was pretty stressful, but, and I forget their names, but Tom, who hopefully will be on an episode at some point, he was there with me and he, uh, he, he took pictures of their little like ID badges uh, so that we could uh, send like a little, an email to the airport saying these guys were like really helpful. But yeah, that was quite oh, interesting. Uh... One of the guys was from Egypt and uh, yeah, he had a bit of a story. But uh, the other guy was from India. So, yeah, it was nice just talking to them. Ah, cool. We were talking about, like, what's cool to look around in Dubai. And, uh, well, the Egyptian guy was talking about, like, various bits in Egypt you should go to. Supposing Cairo, not not that great. You should try to go to Memphis instead. I'd be more interested in, like, where the pyramids and stuff are. That's Cairo. Is it? Is that and, where uh, the Sphinx is? Uh, I think so. 
think they're all in the same place. But uh, yeah, got my passport and that was all okay. There's a goofy picture of me. Uh, when we were on the plane, Charlie had uh, asked for some like, he'd asked for a gin and tonic. And so I thought, whatever. And I got some red wine and then spilled it all down me. And I ruined one of my favorite t-shirts because it just, the stain wouldn't come out. So there's a picture of me with this massive like wine stain on my t-shirt in the uh, McDonald's or something in Dubai. But yeah, got on the next plane to London. It's pretty cool. I'm not sure if, did you get involved in this? But uh, all the seats at the very back of the plane were just empty. And so me and Charlie and Henry and Tom and stuff just walked all the way to the back and then just all sat together instead of sitting in our like, what's it called? Um, allocated seating. Oh. And so, yeah, we, ha we had like a couple of seats to ourselves because the, the whole back like four rows were just completely empty. So you could like sit where you wanted. I think I just watched the film. Okay. Oh no, I started what I yeah, I watched the Lego movie too, which is brilliant by the way. And then okay. I started to watch Detective Pikachu, but then I fell asleep because I was so tired. That's weird. Henry watched the Lego movie or the second one or something. It's brilliant. But... It's almost I don't know, it might be even on par with the first one. Okay. Maybe it's a just the mood feat. I was in at the time, but it is, uh -huh. it's a good film. I'd recommend it. Remember, as we were getting into London, we got in pretty early. It was like nine o'clock or something. We were like touched down. But we got uh, breakfast on the plane. And the, the flight attendant asked Charlie, like, oh, what do you want? Like tea, coffee or orange juice? And he said, like, oh, can I have a gin and tonic? And then she just like repeated, like, tea or coffee? Or orange juice which was pretty funny but uh yeah when we got off obviously with planes if you've ever done travel as soon as like the landing as soon as you landed everybody gets up and then there's a trudge to get towards the nearest exit yes but we were sat right at the back so we're like well we're not getting off anytime soon <laughs> and the plane we were on was one of the ones with like a staircase the first class and i guess business class is like upstairs so we were sat at the back. We had all our bags packed, but it was going to take us like 20 minutes to get to the actual door. So we said like, should we just like sneak up and have a look at first class? And so we went up and like had a look and the people cleaning were like, oh, if you want to come up, that's fine. Just don't take any pictures. And so we walked through first class, which one didn't look that great. This was Emirates, but I'm like, I wouldn't pay like 4,000 pounds to upgrade from a just standard economy to this. But yeah, we walked through and they kind of like ushered us and we were like, hang on, what's going on? And they ushered us out the door. And so we got out the first of all the people, despite sitting at the back of the plane. So if you're on one of those aircraft and you are at the back, just uh, sneak up through uh, first class and they might let you off through priority uh, booking. So yeah, I guess you were sat somewhere near the front. Were you not? Um... Near the middle, I think. I was next to... <laughs> I was next to, like, people who weren't in rally. Ah, uh, non-rallies. Non-rallies, <laughs> non yeah. Uh, yeah, it was this little boy who was watching Shazam. Oh, yeah. And he was. He just said to me, this is a really good film. Oh, no, that's it. It, it wasn't... I started watching Shazam and then I fell asleep. 
Okay. It must have been another time that I was watching Detective Pikachu and fell asleep. That might have been the other flight. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, got off the plane. We were going through the, what's it called? Like border security or something. I remember I kept stealing a pen off you as we were like passing each other in the crew, in the queue. Oh, yeah, we made a little joke out of it, yeah. You didn't seem that amused. But, what, uh, just now or back then? Back then. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, got through, and then it was time to say goodbye. Uh, and that was the last time I actually saw you in person. And the last Ever. time I heard your voice until we started doing this podcast. Well, you know, I'm only um, a camera turn on away. <laughs> Not with my lockdown hair. Uh, Mate, if you want to see lockdown hair, you, I've got the ultimate. <laughs> we can Down send to my pictures. Shoulders right now. Pfft, shoulders. What is that like? Where's yours? Uh, it's probably the same length that it was in Tanzania at the end, but that was like you know I was in a different continent, whereas this is like. I'm in my house, so it's unacceptable. Well, no, because it's lockdown. Anything's acceptable. Well, anyway, been, this is the... I've been wearing tracksuit bottoms every day. Tracksuit bottoms, that's amateur lockdown. I've been wearing underpants and a dressing gown. That's what I wore in the first <laughs> lockdown, but... Um, <laughs> you yeah. upped your standards. I, I upped my standards to the tracky bottoms, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh... Well, this is the first time since, uh, what's it called? Um, Arriving uh, home. No, this is the first time since the training weekend where we differ because I left with Charlie because we were vaguely going the same way and I think you were picked up by your parents. Yes, that is. I met, yeah, my, I met my mum at the airport. And then went back to my grandma's in Waltham Abbey, because that's nearer than Manchester. Well, I headed off and, yeah, got a train back to Royal Leamington Spa. But uh, we'll talk about how we get home, because uh, Joe thought that would be a good little bit for next episode. But, yeah, that was... The end of rally in Tanzania. It was. Yeah. We've got the little bonus episode of uh, Action at Home, which we will talk about next week. But yeah. Next week. <laughs> we were back in the UK and we were finished with livelihoods. So yeah. Hooray. I think I would ask you like what you think of this and everything, but I feel when we do next week's episode and we do action at home, we can just do a summary at the end of that, of the whole kind of project. I don't really think our views would have changed from, you know, second phase onwards, which means it is time for a certain little segment. It's time for the best bit. Yeah. Wait, and what am I going to say Swahili wise today? Joe, you've had like an hour or something. Well, I, I uh, forgot to think about it. Um, okay, let's talk about Shule. Okay. Do you know what Shule is? It's no idea. Slightly, uh, 
it's a kind of like a is it a cognate where it sounds like the english what it is oh okay well then my brain goes shoelace shoe pastry um shotgun uh yeah i'm out what does it mean school (laughs) okay oh yeah okay i see i guess it looks very similar written down right uh not really S-H-U-L-A-E. But you can tell it sort of stemmed from the same sort of thing. Shoelace school. Not too far apart. Um, And then you've got your lessons. Or Masomo. uh, And like you can have... (laughs) uh, Maths, which is Somo La Hispati. You can have... um, your Swahili lessons, which is Somo La Kiswahili. You can have your uh, physics lessons, which is Somo La Physikia. Uh, mm. Somo La Biologia. Nice. I wonder if you can guess what that is. Um, I'm going to uh, take a hint at biology. Well done. Uh, yeah. And so what about uh, economics? I, I'm not sure. Ah, oh, I, I feel like I have heard it. Obaluzi? Obaluzi, maybe? Something like that. Okay. Um, and the teacher is Mwalimu. That's cool. And the student is Mwanafunzi. Because is... to learn, to learn is Kujifunza. So therefore, a student is a Mwanafunzi. Okay. Like a learner. Um, it's cool that they put fun into the literal name of like education. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know the word for fun. I'll have to find out. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, that's that was fun. Uh, I think I had something else to say, but I've forgotten now. Uh, I'm so bored. Duh, 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 duh. Alex is b- 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 boring fat. Right, so have you ever heard of a film called Singing in the Rain? Yes. Now, uh. Oh, have you ever watched it or whatever? No, I haven't watched it. Okay, well, premise is it's a, it's a film set at, in the 1930s in Hollywood when uh, sound started being used in movies. Cool. And it's a musical and whatever. So anyway, the premise of the movie is that uh, this woman is a very famous, like, silent movie actress. Ah. But uh, when it comes to, like, the sound movies that are coming in, she doesn't have a very good singing voice. And so what they do is they dub her over with this uh, less successful actress uh, played by uh, Debbie Reynolds. And she's, like, the main main character of this movie, along with uh, Gene Kelly's Don Lockwood. But... uh, in a strange like so anyway there's a one scene where uh they're doing like a live performance of the movie and so the famous actress who is uh played by Jean Hagen is singing I'll put a link to the law uh scene but she's singing on stage whereas in the background behind a curtain uh Debbie Reynolds character is uh singing and so the main characters like microphone is turned off and they're actually just playing what the person behind is singing and then uh don lockwood opens up the curtains and shows everybody oh it was actually this woman who was singing now in a strange twist of fate 
when they were actually filming this movie, uh, Debbie Reynolds wasn't the person in the background singing. It was actually the woman playing the main character, Jean Hagen. It was actually her voice dubbed over Debbie Reynolds. Oh. So, yeah. I haven't explained that very well, but you can look it up, and it's quite a fun thing where, like, the opposite of what's happening in the film yeah. happened in real life. <laughs> so, yeah. I found that pretty interesting, but as ever, it's a boring fact. Oh yeah, it was boring enough to be a boring fact. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna push you. New segment from last week, classic Disney movie <laughs> reviews. Have you watched the uh, the second part of our little deal? I've watched the Aladdin, I have, yes. It was okay. very good, I loved it. Pro- possibly my second favourite Disney film. Possibly. Point. What's what's up there? Lion King is up there. Moana. Yeah, but you said possibly. Is up there. possibly your second favorite. What else is contending to be the second favorite? Well, my favorite is Lion King. Uh, I. Um, Aladdin is probably my second favorite, and then it it will be Moana, the new the new one, which is is good. Um. Yeah, the Jungle Book's quite good. Uh, new one, old one? Uh, old one, obviously. Uh, I've heard that that new one's actually pretty good as well, but I don't know. I don't it's, really... It's better than the, the new Lion King. What isn't, though? <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of the... What did you think of Aladdin? Like, what were your favourite bits? I don't know favorite song. favourite bits. I just like the whole story. My favourite song... I can't really pick a favourite. I like them all. I like uh, Prince Ali, Glorious Fever. flex show some respect down on one knee. <laughs> God, that's getting cut. <laughs> no. Yeah. Keep it in for fun. Hmm. Okay, so what would you give out of 10? Out of 10? Hmm. Nine, eight. Jeez, what do you give Lion King? Ten. Okay, Aladdin gets a nine. Okay, right. Well, that was very underwhelming. Uh, I'd give Aladdin like a nine point eight. Okay. Really. I mean, you're not allowed that score because it's. Okay, I'll give it a ten then. (laughs) Easy, (laughs) you just round it up. Yeah, I mean. And I'd give the Lion King like an eight. But I'd give it an 8.5 if I was allowed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, usually in mathematics, uh, 0.5 is rounded up rather than down. Okay, well then I'd give it... Oh, what would I give uh, I'd give it an 8 then. 8.4 out of 10. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I uh, guess we should probably start wrapping it up for this week. So 15 quid is the final segment. Have you got one? No. Well, you've got to get one quickly. Okay, what would you rather have? 15 quid or a special card that allows you to speed once in your life? I don't And this is you have to... Well, okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, theoretically, I can drive. Um, Yeah. uh, I mean, what what could I use it for? Uh, Well, you tell me. I was going to say that the stipulation behind this is you're allowed to speed once but you have to use the card like beforehand if you get caught doing like you know 50 and a 30 that's not 
you can't just use it to not pay a fine or not lose your license. You have to, uh, you know, declare this card. It's a magical card. You've got to like split it in half and then you're allowed to speed once. Right. Two, there's no upper speed limit. You can drive at like 250 miles an hour if your car can do it. And three, it's like all the police around you know that you're doing this. So you're not accidentally going to get like, you know, pulled over. It's not like you're going to have to explain that you've got this card. Everybody just inherently knows you're allowed to do this. But you're only allowed to do it, whatever the speed limit is, you're allowed to go faster. But as soon as you dip back down, that's it over. So if you briefly do 70 and a 50, once you go back down to 50, because I don't drive, but I don't really see why I'd particularly want to speed. Because you're in a car, it's fun. It's what all the cool kids are doing, Joe. And 15 quid is less than a fine, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. You you can only use this beforehand. You have to knowingly speed, but you can do it once. I forget that you can't drive. I just kind of assumed that was a thing that everybody got at, like, 17 <laughs> or 18. No. Not have you, like, ever tried, or...? Uh, no, I never tried. Okay. Never really considered it. Okay. I don't Does your sister drive and stuff, like... or your brother? walking and my sister drives ah yeah which is kind of like (laughs) she's the grown-up of the family being a year and a bit younger than me but that's Mm -hmm. fine (laughs) she drives and works uh anyway uh my 15 quid question wait you didn't say so which one would you go for 15 quid okay would you rather would you rather have a magic lamp that won't do anything but it just looks like a magic lamp and it makes it makes a noise and stuff when you rub it and it lights up and stuff or 15 quid wait so do you mean like would i rather have a replica of the lamp (laughs) of aladdin or 15 quid but it makes light it lights up and stuff yeah like like a like a, a disney toy of the lamp or like it's actually got supernatural it's the abilities. lamp but there's no genie in it so does it do anything if i rub it it lights up <laughs> with what some like supernatural light yeah, or it's got yeah. like some leds well then i'll go with that i've got bona fide <laughs> proof that the supernatural exists that's worth way more than 15 quid i could sell that to like nasa and they can like reverse engineer it into some kind of like plug a solar panel into that You've got yourself a perpetual motion machine. I'm going to solve humanity's uh, energy crisis. Okay, new rule. You have to keep it a secret. And what happens if I don't? Then you... (laughs) Then you have to pay 15,000 quid. I have to to pay a fine? Well, once again, (laughs) I've got the potential to... Once you've got perpetual motion, like, time travel's possible. So... Yeah, once again. I thought you were going to say something interesting, like, if I tell people I get sucked into the lamp, but it's too late. Oh, yeah, yeah, go with that. No, 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 too late, too late. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Uh, In that case, yeah, I'd keep it, because £15 isn't much, and even just having, like, a cool-looking lamp. I've got my uh, Tanzanian. Oh, no one else can see it, it's, like, invisible. No, you're not allowed to show it to anyone else. Oh, I can't even show it to them and just be like, oh yeah, that's just a random lamp that I keep on my yeah. shelf. 
I guess I could also use that as like a flashlight and I wouldn't have to like put new batteries in. Just pick up the lamp, like rub it, and then like. Yeah, that I'd pay fifteen quid for that. Yeah, and it's just like a weird little torch that I'm like, okay, nobody look. I'm gonna turn my torch on. But yeah, still, anything supernatural, I'm probably going for it just for the, uh, because it means that the universe, you know, is different to how it is. So far, there's only one provable supernatural entity, and his name is the Economist. <laughs> well, it's his lamp. Ooh. He's selling it to you. Right. So yeah, I'd go with the lamp. Which one did you go with in my thing? 15 quid or the special yeah, I card? Yeah, 15 quid. Oh, lame. <laughs> what would you go with? Oh, speeding. I'd use it once and just on the motorway do like 250 miles an hour. I'd hire uh, like a, a McLaren or something for the day and then just gun it. <laughs> um, and is it... Are all the... Um normal dangers of speeding still present in this scenario i think they are but uh the only way you're going to crash is if you crash yourself kind of thing so right. all the other cars are going to like get out of the way of you oh, okay they're kind of aware that you're going to do this but if you crash into a tree you crash into a tree and you die <laughs> in that case but, yeah. 15 quid okay as I already stated. Okay, so I, I hope you enjoyed this this little episode. Hope we didn't go on too much. Hope you've learned something. Uh, if you are considering doing something like this, the ending is a very important part of the story. Make sure you okay. join us for next week to talk about coming home and any kind of reverse culture shock you might get or lack thereof in alex's case and yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah that pretty much concludes it thanks for listening you'll probably be hearing some kind of alternation of all-star have you got what. <laughs> enough of those nope i ran out last week but <laughs> maybe i can find another version maybe you can, or I can make, make one I was going to say, I can make my own cheeky little uh, remix. Come on, Joe. Give me, like, some inspiration. What do you want it to sound like? The listeners will already know if I succeeded or not, because they would have heard it at the beginning. Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me out. Ain't no shop, stool in the shit. She was lucky, kind of done with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years keep coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules, gotta hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets done. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back street? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Just a hey now. sample. <laughs> okay, so you want me to somehow remix that into something? If you want. <laughs> if you well, I don't it. want to, but... <laughs> <laughs> if it's your only option, then go on. <laughs> I was hoping you would just say, like, All-Star, but in the theme of... I don't know. That was sort of a hip-hop, so... Hip-hop? Jeez, Fine. you sound like my granddad. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Grime, I don't know. Something. Okay. I will I will try my hardest. Right. It's a Badai from Alex. Badai, everyone. And uh, Tutuanana, Badai. See you in the next one. Bye. See you guys.
just got to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now.